The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki season two. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. You are listening to Habs and Minded, brought to you by Habs Eyes on the Prize.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Absent Minded once more. Late night, uh, and one of the last nights where we're in the same country again, Anton. Uh, congratulations on a new gig and uh, welcome to Wales. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm going to ask you for advice now that I'm only a few hours from London mm-hmm. uh, since you've lived there for a decade. So I will be a complete novice once again and, and trying to get around and trying to cope with two weeks of self-isolation starting tomorrow. Yeah, well, as long as you send me a couple of things, I got a list already sorted, so so we'll fix this, and and I'll give you the all the advice you need. Anyway, the Europeans obviously we're talking European hockey, and uh, this is obviously recorded before the draft. But Montreal is now picking 16th in the draft. Is there anyone from Europe that you would see Montreal want to pick in that spot? Yeah, well, I don't think they would be uh, averse to to pick Anton Lundell if he would fall. I mean, we, we've seen some mock drafts where Anton Lundell would fall uh, to the late teens just because he's not uh, he's not that kind of standout uh, wow kind of player. He's just solid all around, uh, a solid middle six uh, center um, who has scored a lot of points in Liga. Uh, but if if you should only go by potential, he should be picked ahead of 16. Um, I remember writing the uh, the draft report on Rodion Amirov, the Russian, who uh, could be the first uh, the first uh, well outfield player selected from uh, from Russia this year. Uh, probably should be as well. He's kind of slight, but he's a he's a winger with uh, scoring potential and elusiveness. Good skating, and uh, he should be interesting to look at uh, at 16 if he's still around. I've heard he really plays a, a strong game. Um, it's it's hard to draw comparison. I'm so old, but and and especially recording this on Karolamov's death day, um, 39 years ago today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but some people have mentioned a little bit that you know he plays with the same intensity as mm-hmm. Karolamov always did, and and it could be interesting to see him. He's, as you say, slight and with the reputation that Montreal has, he could be a good addition. Um, I, I really like if, if I, I can't really see um, Lindell falling, especially not. Uh, he's already had a pretty decent uh, preseason in, in Liga. And, and if he starts hot in Liga, I can't see him fall. I, I really can't. No, I, I agree. I really like Anton Lundell as a prospect, but I think that many analysts and and scouts and GMs will overanalyze things when it comes to Anton Lundell. They just see, you don't see the high ceiling, uh, well, as high of a ceiling as you can see in other prospects who are not at the same level right now. And I just think there is a 
tendency to overthink things come draft day. We saw it with a guy like Cole Caulfield last year who shouldn't have fallen to 15. There was no talk of him falling to 15, but he did, and Montreal Montreal got the better of it. So I just think that if anyone were to fall on draft day, I think it could be Anton Lundell. And if he's there at 16, I think Montreal should uh, go and get him. Even if he's a centerman and uh, Jesper Kotkaniemi and Nick Suzuki have played excellently now this uh, during the playoffs, you can never have too many centermen, really. Um, if there is an odd man out, you just trade the odd man out. But you, and, and, we've and seen it in the we past. Can, yeah. We can rename Montreal Canadiens to Montreal Finns. Yeah, exactly. Well, the more Finns, the merrier, right? Mm-hmm. Like us, us Swedes, we have nothing against Finns at all. We always root for Finland to go and win the World Cup and everything, right? Yeah, like the yeah. last year, we yeah. were all happy. You remember that photo yeah. of the Swedish guy cheering in the stands when when Finland won? Nah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a rivalry for for everyone yeah. that doesn't it understand, is. but it's our rivalry. So don't mess with yeah. Finland. It's our no. job to do that. Exactly. Uh, there are two Swedes, though, that I have uh, publicly said I, I, I don't want Montreal to pick. And um, while they're good prospects, both of them, they, they need to mature for, for quite a bit, I think. It's uh, Helge Grants and uh, Noel Gindler. Um, and somehow I think a little bit on and off about them. And um, there's been rumors about bad behavior about Gundler, and I can't, I, I, I haven't been able to collaborate that especially not in the last three years. There was an incident, as I mentioned on other podcasts, and I think even on this podcast, that he, he pushed a linesman in his scrum uh, and, and he got called out for that. And that is something that has lingered a little bit. But I think both of these are very, very um, thin players. They need to build up muscle. They, they need to take charge a little bit more. Uh, right now, I think they're a little bit one-dimensional. And, and I think um, I think it will benefit them to be in Sweden for a long time, three, maybe even four years. And uh, I, I, I would like to stay away from them just because of that, because they have very high ceilings, but they also have very low floors. So, so I, I would not take them at around 16. And, and that's just my personal opinion, but, but it's my opinion. Yeah, and we talked about that, I think it was in the last podcast as well, uh, about a prospect like Philip Broberg, who is kind of a boom or bust kind of guy. I mean, he can become Eric Carlson. He can also become a guy who doesn't even play regularly in the NHL because he's he has that kind of boom or bust potential, really, as an offensive defenseman. Um, I like, of course, you should go for potential that like if you can go for that kind of elite potential, if you can see that in a guy like Gundler or or Grants in this case, I, I can see I can I can really see GMs falling in love with their traits and just focusing on what they could be. If all the stars align, what they could eventually be like Ken Holland did last year with Philip Broberg. But in this case, when where Montreal has such a strong talent pool already, uh, I don't think there is a necessity to go for that kind of boom or bust player when you're at number 16. Ah, indeed, and we're not going to start here. We're going to have a couple of other recordings before the draft, and Anton has made some interviews that, that you will be able to listen to as well. Uh, but, but we're here to talk about the upcoming season. There are four prospects right now in, in the Montreal system that will play in Europe, that's for sure. And... Uh, 
it's Uto Leskinen, it's Juni Ikonen, it's uh, Jakob Olofsson, and of course it's Matthias Nolinder that has really been the talk of the town on Twitter in the, the last week since his uh, yeah. hat-trick in, in one of the preseason games in for Frölunda. But, but let's start with Otto Leskinen. He's returning from AHL. Uh, he brings something new, something experience. He, he has new ideas coming into Kalpa in, in Kupio in Finland. Uh, very close to the, to the Russian border, actually. Um, yeah. but, but is he really a prospect to look at? Or, or, or can we see him playing out this season in Finland? And, and Montreal, if he, if he does very well, they bring him over. And if he doesn't, they'll, they'll let him his contract run out. Yeah, I kind of feel that they will bring him over once the season gets up and running. If the AHL good, gets up and running around uh, December, I think they want to bring him over. Since, he's, as you said, he he's on his last year of a two-year deal. And it will be interesting during these first months of, of the Liga season to just see how he has matured like he was a really good defenseman last time he was in finland it will be interesting to see if his year in ahl with five nhl games added to that has added another level in his game when he is against his uh, fellow Finns. yeah i mean like he, he was he was part of a very very good power play and and uh, it benefited him uh, point wise and that's actually what would open up the eyes for a lot of clubs over in the US and, and Canada and I think um, Montreal's connections in, in Kalpa was, was really good so, so it was worth going there but um, yeah it it's really is a make it or break it year for for Leskinen this year and, and yeah if, if the season comes up the question is what happens if there's a very short season that starts in January that's what I think will will you know be instrumental to, to the decision that Montreal Canadiens will have to make. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Looking at and, and one of the prospects that I remember draft day and I was super happy picking Akon in, um, and and I was sitting there, I think it was two two picks before go like and Mitch Mitch Brown was part of the crew at Eyes on the Prize at the same time and we're all sitting there going like Akonan, Akonan, Akonan and, and we didn't take him with with the first pick and, and then like three picks later, we picked him, and everyone was like, "Yeah, we got him, we got him, we got him," and and it's been a, I mean, it's been horrendous for Yanni. He's a great kid. Yeah. He's he's yeah. he's pushed. He, he's finished school, which is not very common for 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 those that get drafted in Sweden. He's uh, uh, he 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 really put an effort into coming back, getting hurt again. He's still not on the ice when we're recording this. He's not cleared for, for physical contact on the ice yet. Uh, you, I, I, I have to say this. I think Jan Ekonen will be a good professional ice hockey player. I can't see it happening in the NHL. No, as you said, he has had a lot of time to study, so I'm not surprised that he graduated because he's been injured and injured and injured uh, since he got drafted. I think he's played 13 games in two years. And during those 13 games, he was he was really solid. He scored 10, 10 points in those 13 games. Yeah, and but he was also running a power play with with uh, uh, Tejie in that now yeah. plays in Columbus. True. So it's True. it's it's part that was part of it. He did some amazing goals and, and great yeah. assists. I'm not I'm not saying that, but but he was it most 50 of those came in, in on the power play. I think. 
Yeah, exactly. But you saw the potential. You saw yeah, that the potential was still the, there. And we saw the yeah. potential when when we played in front of the juniors. You know, we were yeah. all. Uh, but but yeah. But now he will have a fresh start. He's going to play for Ilves this season, right? A, a club that is known to to develop talent and and yeah, if if, if he can get going, I, he he is really the joker. I think he is the joker yeah. in, in in this deck of cards for for on on a, on a four card hand. He is the joker. Uh, I think uh, if he makes it, yeah, fine. But but I don't count on it anymore. He it will be great following Johnny. Uh, I hope he gets to play fifty games or, or, or around that, and then in the playoffs as well. Let's remember, Illis did an outstanding uh, season last year. So there are potential in the team. They've developed some some great talent. In the, in, in in Finland and in Liga, so so yeah, I, I think he has a chance, but it wouldn't surprise me at the end of the day that Joni Ikonen will become a very good um, ice hockey player. He will play professionally in Europe, but that's about it. Yeah, and it's difficult to say right now. We shouldn't focus on like whether Joni Ikonen will be a Montreal Canadian in the future. Right now, it's just for him to get back on ice and just finding his rhythm once again and getting to play as many games as possible during this year as you say because obviously we just need to see him like see him play hockey at all because obviously with two years spoiled um and now he's he's what is it 20 he's 20 right 21 he's 21 even yeah so he really needs to just uh, he has lost two of his most instrumental years, obviously. And, uh, yeah, hopefully he will get back to, as you say, a high level. But, I mean, we've seen careers get spoiled for less. Yeah, and in, in a way, he reminds me a lot about Martin Rewai. Uh, yeah. Great potential, but, but just hampered with injuries and, and hampered with, with some tough decisions that, that they made when they were young and, and made, might not have turned out to the best of the careers. But yeah, it reminds me a lot about Martin Rui. Uh, hopefully, he, he goes another direction. But but uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm, I'll always root for him. He's always had time for me. Uh, uh, we, we still speak Swedish every now and then. And he knows when he speaks Swedish, we can discuss everything. And then when we speak English, we discuss hockey. Uh, and and it's it's good. I'm rooting for the kid, but I can't see him ending up in a in a blue blanc rouge jersey. So if you're listening to this, Joni, take it as a challenge, not as <laughs> us doubting you. Because uh, we really I've been rude. wrong before, and and I hope I'm wrong in this case. Yeah, Definitely. exactly. I'll, I'll always root for Joni, um, but but yeah, this is um, it's it's a make it break it year for him as well. Yeah, it is. Another even more one. than Otto, even even more than Otto Leskinen, really. Yeah, another one that that has had troubles with injuries, especially during the last season, uh, was obviously Jacob Olofsson. Um, separated shoulder, and got back. Have, has had a really good off season, from what I'm hearing up in Cholestio. But on the other mm-hmm. hand, he also got hit in practice and got a concussion. Yep. So he's just recently back. I think he was back on ice full time Monday, yeah. uh, and he was paired up with uh, with two uh, two uh, 
smaller uh, but uh, older players in uh, Tyler Morley and Thomas Kiskinen. And I don't know if that is the line that they're going to keep for this, uh, like for the start of the season, but it looks interesting, at least on paper. Um, yeah, I mean, like Keskinen is, is well known in Sweden. He's a scoring winger and, and you know, he, yeah. he, he can really, you know, benefit there. He can, he can distribute the passes. You could really tell he was starting making strides uh, last season uh, mm-hmm. when he separated his shoulder or injured his shoulder. And, and it was really, really sad to see because he was starting to pick up that pace and I saw him, he looked more confident. Uh, he, he, he had some outstanding Corsi numbers and, and underlying numbers. So, so it, was, it was a shame and, and I think he felt it as well. And obviously getting a, a stupid thing, the, the shoulder injury happened in practice just before the World Championships or World Junior Championships. He aggravated it uh, in practice in in Colleftio, uh, and now he got a, a concussion at practice. Mm. Jacob, please don't practice; just play games, okay? Exactly. I mean, there are enough games in a season to keep occupied anyway. So why do you have to practice in between? Yeah, Adam Savonen, who who writes for for the local paper up in in Colleftio, uh, he, he we spoke recently, and he said. Uh, Olofsson is a great talent, and he he really grew the last season. Uh, he had some some bad luck with the injury, uh, and it hit really when he found his strides and he found his confidence. Um, he believes that Jacob will be a good uh, or even a great um, investment for for Kolefsio this season, uh, and if he can continue where he 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 let off. It will be really, really interesting for for Olofsson's part and for Colestio as well. That took some good strides after having a bad year before, um, and and he is integrate. He is an integral part of the season for Colestio. They need that third line to step up and and for him to perform on the power plane where he he succeeded quite a bit last year. Uh, hopefully. Um, I can see him, if he's not injured, I can see him making that stride, taking that step forward and, and being counted on for, for tough situations. Uh, I'm also hearing very good things about his off-season training and, and the fact that he is um, he's not backing down, he's, he's going full all out to, to, to increase his body strength and, and build up his body properly. Yeah, uh, that all sounds great. Do you still see proper NHL potential in Olofsson? He reminds me a lot about Vedemo. Yeah. Um, but with the difference that Vedemo always performed at um, when he was put in a situation to score, he actually managed to score a lot. Um, Olofsson needs to show that a little bit. Uh, he's big, he's smart, he has the underlying numbers. He's, he started getting the physique last year. It wouldn't surprise me if he has a breakout year, uh, especially in concerning the Montreal fans. But but he is that borderline player where you don't really know if he's going to end up in the AHL, SHL, on the same level more or less, and or, or, or take that step into the NHL. He has a two-year contract, and, and those yeah. two, he needs. he's going to need both years, that's for sure. Yeah, he has two years left, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you see him as a like a borderline NHL player. Uh, we saw Lucas Vedemo. Yeah, well, he he's he did play seven games for Montreal last year. That was his first games in he's, the NHL. He scored a goal. He did. He did. Um, but yeah, uh, I see Lucas Vedemo as at most as a fourth line center. Do you see Jakub Olofsson as that kind of potential as well? It'd be tough. Uh, if it would be tough for him to, to get higher, but if you can yeah. get one of those players from from your own draft into that role, yeah, um, you, you, any any GM would be happy with that because you haven't overpaid for someone to, to take that role. You haven't traded for someone to take that role. Um, the, I, no, can exactly. see, I can see yeah. he reached that potential, uh, yeah. but but a lot of it depends on his is he prone to injuries, or has he just had bad luck. Mm. No, ex- uh, what what you said. Uh, we've seen that with Jake Evans uh, this season. How good it can be when you when you have a yeah in Jake Evans' case a seventh round pick who comes in and and can fill a fourth line role. Um, so that would be that would be great if Jacob Olofsson just could come over to Montreal in a few years and and contribute in any way really. Yeah, or or, or you can consider it as well. He is a trade chip for for. Another draft pick somewhere down the line. That's not that's not a mm. bad investment either. You know, so so no. I think that's something that you need to consider. Some of those prospects might not turn out well. We saw, we've seen that uh, with increased roles, Delarose has has finally become a a pretty good, or pretty a decent NHLer. You know, and and uh, mm. let's remember that in Detroit. In Detroit, yeah. Wasn't he traded? No, he was claimed off waivers by Detroit. Yeah, but I was also thinking, didn't he go to... Who was it that went to uh, St. Louis? Uh, Marcus Candela? I don't know. Yeah, but wasn't it... Ah, doesn't matter. But yeah, I mean, like, he's played in NHL one. No, he he plays for St. Louis now, yeah. Yeah. He does. but, But, I mean, like, he's played in Montreal, what was it, 50 games? Detroit yep. 80 games um, or, or whatnot and and then in St. Louis you know mm-hmm. that's, that's you know he's, he's played for a few clubs it's not just one club and, and being sent down and never coming no, no, back no. so so in, in some ways you have to view him as a successful draft pick no matter where yep. you pick him uh, but but obviously the talk of the town and <laughs> the reason why all listening is Let's see the score here because Regla has been playing really, really, really well. Um, it's Regla's outscoring Frolona right now six. with six to two, yeah. and uh, Regla lost three games on a trot coming into this game. But on the other hand, they finished third in SHL last year. There's been some turnaround in that uh, organization, uh, player-wise. Cam and uh, Chris Abbott has made some really good adjustment into that team and, and a team that used to be the uh, the the um, little kids of the block or, or the cousins from the poor area of the of, of, uh, of town you know they, they, they made them believe that they can become champions I, I remember when they said it two years ago to me and I was trying not to smile and laugh and and now I'm sitting here with pie on my face because they're that good. They can become mm. that good. But but facing them is Frelunda. And in Frelunda we have 
well, obviously a couple of draft picks or that there or people that will go in the draft and there will be some in Prague as well. But Matthias mm-hmm. Norlander, who scored three goals in, in the previous game for Frelunda, two of them a little bit with the luck, but but the third one was was amazing. Uh, they're on my Twitter feed if you need them. Go find them. Matthias Norlander is getting a lot of praise. Jack Han, a former employee of, of, of Eyes on the Price and uh, actually Toronto Marlies and, and who has left and, and doing his own thing right now. He, he wrote um, a long thread where, where he went like, why have I huge faith in Matthias Norlander's game and the details he shares with one of the, with, with some of the best NHL defensemen in right now. And, and yeah, it's, it's great to see. And uh, he released that. And I remember reading Jack's article and, and I remember listening to, to what, when I asked Robert Olson about what is hockey IQ and he was like, you check your shoulders, you always check your shoulders and you know where to pass the puck before you get it. And that is the strength that Matthias Norlander possesses. Mm. Yeah, uh, that is one, like, I don't know. If if you were to trade Matthias Norlander today, what do you think you could get for him? Because I think he would be seen as one of the top defensive prospects outside of the NHL right now. Yeah, but the question is where you would, would, would put him. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like... Hmm. Let, let's say, I mean, like, remember, he was an overager when when he Montreal drafted, drafted him. He had a great yep. success at that point. But on the yep. other hand, you know, you saw what he did last year in, in, in Moto, what he's done this preseason with Frelanda. It's, it's yeah, you, you should be able to get something for him. Uh, mm. It could be part of a bigger deal. But, yeah, it's 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 really, really, really interesting. And I can't say for sure where where obviously, what, what he would get like obviously it's not interesting to trade him right now that's not what i'm saying but i'm just thinking like as a third round pick of last year what he has done since then has been nothing short of amazing really and uh, it's just impressive to see that now he's stepped up one division he's in the top tier he plays for a top team he gets power play time uh, tonight and uh, and as you said, he scored three goals against Malmo last week. So he's just continuing on that path. Uh, he got the prize as the best junior player in in the hockey Allsvenskan last year. It will be really it will be very interesting to watch him during this upcoming season. And you will be able to watch him up close. I was gonna say, but then I remember that the COVID nineteen stops you from attending any games. Yeah, at least until October the first. We'll have to see after that. Um uh what happens but but i'm keeping contact with both uh both regular and and Frelna in particular but also yeah uh, in order to get some games in but um, right now as i'm not the daily media uh, we're on the second tire so far but um yeah i'll, I'll still watch him a lot uh most likely every game but but it's going to be interesting it's uh, mm. Um, Frelda had an injury to, to one of their defenders as well, so he's getting a little bit of a bigger role today. Um, Frelda normally rolls uh, three pairings quite evenly, so and, and he's been on the first power play unit. So, yeah, he, he will average about 17 minutes a game, at least, in one of the top clubs in Sweden. Maybe not tonight, <laughs> but, 
But but yeah, they're facing another top club. They're not facing Malmo this time. It's it's going to be interesting. <laughs> Ouch. He, he's he's. Uh, his development can only improve. I've always been a fan of uh, of uh, Roger Runberg and, and jokingly calling it Runberg School of Hockey. And if, when you look at the number of prospects that has come through Frölunda and through Runberg's hands, uh, you have to be impressed. And uh, I was, Dalin was a self-playing piano, but but to see the development that uh, especially Jacob Movera had. Uh, last year and the year before with Frölunda and asked to stay, asked LA Kings to stay another year to get even better in order to make the NHL this year. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super confident that Matthias Norlander will only get better. And the best thing is that uh, Runberg will say, okay, you screwed up, don't, don't do that again. And please go out and do whatever you do best. Try mm. to deke use that wrist shot, do the things you can because we want you to do them. You, he will not be benched for making a mistake. And that's important for a young player, especially I think it was the same in Modo. Bjorn Hellqvist uh, didn't try to take any part away from his game, but instead paired him up with a veteran defenseman in Toby Enstrom um, and then let him do his thing. And it seems, at least tonight, when he's playing with Jens Olsen, uh, also a veteran defenseman, that they're kind of trying to do the same thing here. Um, just making him be able to, to be, be himself on the ice. I remember, uh, I remember speaking to Hellquist the first time uh, I spoke with him a couple of times during the last year, and he said uh, directly after Matthias Norland had been drafted by Montreal, Helquist uh, said, "I'm not sure that that Anstrom made Norland better. I'm quite sure <laughs> it was the opposite." And and when you looked at some of the underlying stats, that was actually correct. Norland mm. played superb uh, all the time, whereas mm. Nor but but Anstrom also took it deeper role with the team uh, so and, and played obviously he played on 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 the on the box play as well so so he mm. was used in another in other situations whereas Norland was used pure offensively and 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 uh, on five on five but but yeah it's 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 important to remember he made Toby Enstrom better Toby Enstrom has what 800 games in NHL yeah and yeah. He, he did Enstrom yes. better as a 19 year old yeah, as a 19-year-old junior in his first season, yeah, that was that was impressive. See if he can continue on the stride this season. Let's hope for it. Indeed, and and we will have more on Matthias Norlander and the preseason coming up uh, at Eyes on the Prize. Please. Um... But before we end, before we end, we need to have a few words on the Jake Allen trade as well, right? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, um, if if you think yeah. that's that's something that should be mentioned, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm, I'm happy course. with the trade actually. I, I I'm yeah. I'm positive to the trade. Uh, yeah, I I think if he can go the, go in, have a really good um, backup role. Uh, first and foremost, don't drop pucks behind the net, into the <laughs> net or, or into the net, uh, rather. Mm. Uh, but but you know, play secure earn the trust of the team, play 25-30 games, and we saw what Carey Price can do when when he comes into the playoffs rested. Yeah, I mean, that is exactly... We we, we have been missing a, a quality backup goaltender in Montreal for years. 
all of these experiments with Mike Condon, Dustin Tukarski, Al Montoya, Antiniemi, Charlie Lindgren, Keith Kincaid, you name it. We need someone. I mean, it it sounds a lot to pay over like 14, 15 million next year for two goalies. But if that can take some of the burden off price so that he doesn't have to perform out otherworldly for 60 plus games a season, that would be great. And I'm just wondering what's going to happen to Demchenko. Yeah. AHL backup. AHL backup. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, uh, yeah. And th- then we have obviously the questions, what do they do with Charlie Lindgren and Michael McNiven? Because obviously there are six goalies in the system right now. But yeah. yeah someone, uh, ha- someone has to go. It's as easy as that. And I think Jake yeah. Allen is also, it, it reveals everyone from, you know, the Seattle market as well, because you can expose Jake Allen, right? I, I don't think I, I remember Jared and uh, Jared and um, uh, and others speaking about that in the chat room yesterday. I, I don't think you can expose him. I don't know how he was really. Maybe you can, uh, but there was some kind of thing where I don't. Yeah, I don't think that was possible. But I'm not quite sure. I I'm I'm not gonna say completely. Um, but that would be great in that case because obviously his contract is up next year, so it's mainly a one-year rental that you get for a third-round pick, the same third-round pick that you got for Ilya Kovalchuk, the rental there uh, from Washington. So I think it's a great trade. Um, as I said, it takes some of the burden off price, and that is exactly what Montreal needs. We also have to mention uh, a European that we haven't spoken about, and it's Jesse Elan, and Jesse mm. uh, himself doesn't really know. Uh, what is going on at the moment thanks to uh, or, or due to COVID-19 uh, therefore uh, we can't really he, he can end up playing in Liga but uh, until the AHL season starts again but until then uh, until we have a signed contract somewhere or a loan deal somewhere we don't know and that's why we haven't spoken about Jesse Ellen today I am sure all our listeners uh, wish you a great trip and and uh, Happy job hunting in in, uh, in Wales. Uh, it will be fun to experience a new country. Take care. Please leave uh, comments and and uh, review us on different uh, apps because uh, even if we, we, we might not respond to them, we, we always read comments and try to improve our product. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Have a great off-season. We're all looking forward to the draft. Uh, there will be a lot of draft profiles on Iceland the Prize. So keep reading and uh, stay safe.